can turn with me to Luke chapter 2. I want to pick up where we left off last week. And uh, where we left off last week was in chapter 2, verse 7. So we're going to pick up in verse 8 of chapter 2. We were looking at what it looks like that the infinite became an infant. When the infinite became an infant, it was inevitable. All things from Genesis until that moment, everything was pointing towards the fact that Jesus Christ was coming into the world. Every sacrifice, every ritual, every celebration, every Jewish festival, every law, every prophecy was God moving us closer and closer to this pivotal moment in history where the Son of God would put on flesh. However, when the infinite became an infant, it was not only inevitable, it was inconvenient. Philippians 2.7, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. To acknowledge Christ's full humanity is not to deny his divinity. Yet in this moment of his birth, we wrestle with the infinite, all-knowing Lord becoming an infant who would grow and learn things. We wrestle with the infinite, omnipresent Lord now being confined to time and space in a body. We wrestle with the infinite, all-powerful and loving Lord lowering himself to be born and to embrace finiteness. What we see here is Christ. Though in the form of God, he did not hold to that godness selfishly, but rather he humbly emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. As Kevin DeYoung says, this means that though he was fully God, Christ did not cling to his godhood as something to be used for selfish gain. Rather, he set aside some of his divine rights as God and came to earth as a servant. More than that, he came as a human being willingly obedient to his Father in everything, even to the point of dying a shameful death on a cross. He was rightfully a sovereign king, but he came as a lowly servant. He was truly the creator of the cosmos, but he came as one who was birthed by one of his own creatures. He was in the form of God, deserving all high praise, but he became despised as a man of sorrows. The infinite became an infant. It was inevitable, it was inconvenient, and it was incarnate. God with flesh on. J.I. Packer says, Our Lord Jesus Christ is both God for man and man for God. What a remarkable thought as we now jump into Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 21, as we look at more implications of the infinite becoming an infant. Will you read with me? And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those whom he has pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and a baby lying in a manger. 
And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it is been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this morning where we had the opportunity to read the account of your birth, that you, who were infinite, became an infant and lived in our place, lived a perfect life, lived a sinless life, and died a criminal's death, and you died in our place so that we could have life and have it everlasting. We thank you for the most perfect gift, your son, Jesus. In Christ's name we pray, amen. When the infinite became an infant, it was, it was indescribable, really. This is an indescribable moment. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And suddenly, angels appear to help describe the moment of Christ's birth. Warren Wearsby, how amazed the angels must have been when they saw the Creator born as a creature. The Word coming as a speechless baby. Some of you wish your baby was speechless right now. But it's okay. This is family worship. This is the season for gifts. Some of you are going to get some incredible gifts. Some of you, not so incredible, but I don't want to burst your bubble yet. I remember being a child, I remember running down the stairs, and I remember seeing a bicycle underneath the tree, and I was so excited. I remember seeing He-Man's Castle Grayskull one time, and I just couldn't contain. I don't even know if you're allowed to say He-Man in, in church, or, or Smurfs for that matter, but I was so excited. These are, these are moments that are just in my brain, like these are great moments, but this... This is indescribable. 2 Corinthians 5.19, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. That God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What a wonderful, indescribable gift. Jesus Christ, who came into the world, he gave up so much in humility to put on humanity. He's the indescribable gift. This is indescribable because Jesus coming to earth in human form is beyond our words of comprehension. As Charles Spurgeon once said, our Lord Jesus must be a gift for us if we are to ever possess him. He could only come to us, sons of men, by way of gift. Consider the dignity of his person for a minute. And then ask, how is it conceivable that we could have deserved that such a person as he could come here and live and die, that we might be saved? I can conceive of a man meriting this or that honor among his fellow men, but when I think of the Prince of Life, the Lord of Glory, equal with the Father, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, very God of very God, and when I see him giving himself to die for men, my very blood boils at the thought that we could ever have deserved that sacrifice. One as indignant in human pride should dare to go the length to even imagining that a life of perfection could have deserved to be rewarded by a gift of Christ? Nay, my brethren, if we had kept God's law without a flaw, if there had been no omission of duty and no commission of sin, 
And we could have taken the compound merits of a perfected world and laid them at the feet of God. They could, have, they could not have deserved that Christ should come as a man. That Christ should live in poverty. That Christ should die in the shame for men. You know, there are two things that make a gift. There cannot be a gift without, first of all, one to give it. And then another to receive it. Have you received Christ? Have you received the indescribable gift? When the infinite became an infant, it was inclusive. It was inclusive. In verse 10, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. As Stephen Cole says, Have you ever considered why the text does not read in Luke 2, 8? Now there were in some regions scribes and Pharisees watching over their scrolls and religious rituals by night. Nor does it say there were in the same region kings and princes keeping watch over their palace. God chose to reveal his birth of his Savior to simple shepherds who were going about their job. The Bible Almanac says shepherds were distrusted in Jesus' day as being a wild bunch. James Boyce says this Rural nomadic folk were a despised class in the first century. When we see that he came for all people, he came for all people. Not just those who were rich, not just those who were high class. He came for the lowly of the lowly. He came for those who were just hardworking, those who were out in the field, those who may not have even a penny to their name. He came for those who were in desperate need of a savior. He came for those who were even considered a wild bunch. Shepherds were low in the social order. They were uneducated, viewed as dishonest, unreliable, so much so that they were not even allowed to give testimony in court. They took care of sheep 24-7, and they were unable to adhere to the Sabbath regulations, so they were considered violators of the law and ceremonially unclean. Yet this is who Jesus decides to reveal himself to first. As you've just heard in the Advent reading, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him... You are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. It says there, verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. As we see this, the significance that these shepherds came it is the fact that very possibly these were the very shepherds that were watching over the sheep that would be used for a Passover sacrifice. Why wouldn't they be welcomed in and see the one true sacrifice? Not only that, but they're shepherds, Jesus being the perfect shepherd. John 10, 7 through 11, so Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, I will, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. 
The, shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We've all turned, everyone, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When we say it's inclusive, we say we all, like sheep, need a Savior. We all, like sheep, need a shepherd. And he says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The next question I have for you is, have you heard his voice? Are you following? Or do you find yourself this Christmas like a sheep, wandering off the path? When the infinite became an infant, it had immense implications. Immense implication. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those whom he has pleased. Immense implications. If we could sum it up, we would say it's peace. It's peace among those whom he has pleased. You may not have realized it amongst all the Christmas songs that you've sang over the last week. Maybe you have it on repeat and it's just shuffling through. And maybe you did sing a song that does speak of the immense implications, like the Charles Wesley hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Let me read it to you. Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all you nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Christ, by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Here it is, hail the heavenly Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lay his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give a second birth. Immense implications. This doesn't sound very inclusive, though, does it? Among those whom he is pleased? What about those with whom he's not pleased? Does this indicate that there's peace for some but not for all? Does this reveal a startling truth that though the infinite became an infant... And it was inevitable and inconvenient and incarnate and indescribable and all-inclusive. It was for all people, but are the immense implications now impeded by something? We know that God's word, the Son, Jesus Christ, came into the world, but not all have received him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. We know from Hebrews, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So my final question is, do you have peace? Has the wrath of God been removed from you and placed on his son in your place? 
what an indescribable gift it is.